After a year and a half, E.T. is coming back to the stage and will be hosting the 120 Conference right here in the ATL live September 25th and 26th. This year has left us drained from experiencing loss to having to live in uncertainty about finances and health to experiencing extreme burnout and being overwhelmed in our careers. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Find a way to finish. Find a way to find some more strength to keep going. Find a way. But whatever you do, don't quit. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Remember, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. It's time to go all in and reach new levels of success. Eric Thomas and the 120 Conference is exactly what you need to get that breakthrough and come out on top. Come see E.T. like you've never seen him before, right here in the ATL Live, September 25th and 26th. It's time to rebuild. It's time to rise and recover. Come see Eric Thomas like you've never seen him before. Get your tickets now at 120series.com. Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up? Salam alaikum. Como estas? I'm using all three languages. A new thing. Let's get it. Hello. Oh, all right. All right. And we're on episode <laughs> 43. Right. Let's go. It's a celebration. We're going to be celebrating the new NBA uh, champs of 2021, uh, but not Come in the on. way that you think. Right. We're going to mm-hmm. celebrate the first female rapper on Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Hey. Uh, giving away 60% of your brand. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, just a really random, dumb. Thank you. I'm going to say dumb early. Um, and so much more, so much more moose. How are we feeling about this episode? Oh, I love it. I love it. This is, uh, it's going to have some controversy because there are some things that we're like, I don't know if we agree with that, but that's what makes for good conversation. So stay tuned. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories. Behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. And y'all really like these really long reviews of the week because I got a huge one. Uh, for this, yeah, yeah, this is so. I'm gonna try no random voice today. We're gonna go straight into this great content. Wow, the gems dropped are amazing. I said I wasn't gonna do it, and I still do it by accident. Uh, I thank y'all <laughs> for creating a space for others to share their experience and for sharing such knowledge. I especially love the episode with Carl. I'm a high SNC and definitely catch myself in a supportive role and just going. At a much slower pace than I need to. I also find myself doubting the decisions I may make. He encouraged me to do better for myself and for those connected to me. Started with where I'm at and stay consistent at it. Stop fearing others and just do the assignment I've been put on earth to do. My judge is God, Mm. no others. So I'm definitely about to take action. At the end of the day, he'll have to share what I've uh, wait, I'll have to share what I've done with him. Thanks, Carl, for sharing your story. Thanks, Nikki and Moose, for utilizing this platform to help others keep 
the content coming. Let's go. Wow. Ooh, all wow. right. Um, yikes. That was a, oh. a, a whole lot of reading. Um, low key for those who don't know. I really don't like reading in public, uh, but yeah. I want to always be supportive of those who leave us a review. So shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. Continue to do that on op- Apple Podcasts and Pod Chasers. Um, yeah, I just feel like I just talked a lot. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, let me catch your breath real quick. Let me uh, shout out uh, Good Ground Seed, man, on Instagram. Good Ground Seed. You sent me this comment. I think he might have posted it on your page, but I just thought it was so dope. And, um, you know, I always like to thank you publicly anyway. So here's uh, this quarter's uh, public thank you to uh, uh, Nikki. Here we go. Uh, Good Ground Seed said, I'm not sure you're even going to read my comment, but you did. So that's awesome. But all I can say is joyful tears, man. You speak to my pilot or flight, maybe. I don't know which that was. As if you were sent to help people like me. This journey can be a mountain climb at times. And to keep with the vision while only having a few see, it takes a lot of fortitude, mind, body, and spirit. I used to think, well, hey, I only got a couple of plays on podcasts or one follower, only 10 subs, two likes, etc. But like you said, you can grow if at least somebody is listening. Now I have a self-published book due to drop next week just because I refuse to give up. I thank you, Nikki, for all you and moves do. Your work is spiritual, man, because you touch my soul. Many blessings and gratitude to you. Yes, we read Instagram comments as well. Yeah, me. We read Instagram comments. That was dope. That was powerful. Yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. Thanks for showing love and continue, uh, you know, continuing to support us. We are honestly just grateful that, you know, what we're doing is uh, is touching you guys on such an intimate level. So that's 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 literally what it's all about for us. So that's dope. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm speechless off of that one. I don't know. I I read that that one and I was like, I make people cry. I don't No, shout out to everybody who leaves us some comments, who leaves us the review. We read all of that and we totally, totally appreciate it. For real, for real. Yeah. So, um, how are we feeling? How are you? It's super light yeah, out when we're recording. Yeah, so. yeah super light out. We, uh, we're making some adjustments. We set it on the live show, but we're traveling to... Uh, Dallas, Texas this week. Shout out to everyone in Dallas. We'll update you on our trip on the live, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, we're making it work. I feel really good, though. Uh, real quick, I will say, uh, just for my fellow air traffic controllers out there, this is this is, this is is a time to double down on your air traffic control. This is air traffic control season. All right? I'm, I'm promoting it like it's an event. It's not, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, just get back to your routine, man. I will say that, Nick. I think uh, just a quick update, if you care to know, uh, I've gotten away my routine for a bit i've been back in it like never before the last two weeks and i'm like wow wow like this is this is it so yeah man i feel great how you feeling i i feel good i feel good talking about events uh 120series.com 120series.com eric thomas is going back outside in atlanta september 25th yeah yeah that's (laughs) <laughs> and moves too. Don't blame me. Don't do that. Don't just put me out here. But September 25th, 26th, come check us out at 120series.com. We're both going to be on stage. I don't know if together, but we'll both be on stage and then go see E and everybody else that may be there. You know I me? Mean? But uh, I'm fine. Um, a lot to talk about, but I'm good. I mm-hmm. so Okay, so randomness. So we're traveling yeah. and... 
now I have to start thinking like I carry 17 million pieces of equipment again. Um, uh, and I don't, I'm struggling. I literally wrote a, a list. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if I can find the list for y'all. I wrote a list just so, and mind you, I don't, I don't like list. Right. But I wrote a list. I don't know if you, Oh, because it's light. Okay. There we go. Boom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We got right, it. Right. Yeah. Right. So it says packing up top. Sorry for those who uh, can't read my handwriting. I can't read my handwriting sometimes. (laughs) Right. But it has like all the things that I have. And I was like, man, do I check in bags? Do I like, I don't know if I'm, um, I remember this life too well. I don't, I don't know how I did this before. I give props to my old self for doing this. Right. I remember that. I have a whole big camera bag. Shout out to my, uh, you know, my media people, I have a whole big camera bag that I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to do anymore. I don't, I'm like, I'm not carrying this on my book, uh, on my back anymore. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, I carried, yeah. I carried three babies on my back, right? I carried three babies on my back. Oh my God. I'm not going to lie. That is heavy. So yeah. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm going to, I'm going to bring my Roly. But here is, for those who don't know, I'm semi bougie. Here's where my bouginess comes in because all I have as an equipment bag is an MCM roll-on book bag. Mm. <laughs> who who has an MCM camera bag? I don't know, but I do um, because I'm not I'm not carrying <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. So I'm not you carrying said. that on my. I'm not carrying it on my back. We're going to roll it. I'm just going to look fancy with my camera stuff. So if uh, by the time you hear this, we're gone from Dallas. But mm-hmm. uh, if you saw us in Dallas, uh, you would have probably seen this bougie MCM roll on bag. And you'll be like, what's in there? Camera stuff. I don't I need to work <laughs> on that. I need to work on it. Um, yeah. There's a but, quick update into the lives of uh, of right, our right. lives, or right, right, right. into our lives. Yeah, right, right. It it is what it is. Um, so let's get into this episode because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, we started off last week's episode uh, talking about uh, the space journey, right? Um, and what you do when you have way too much money, right? Um, and this week. We are semi still talking about the space journey, but now it's time for Jeff Bezos to go on his journey and come back and tell mm-hmm. us how mm. uh, how it was and right. how grateful he is for this space journey. Right. However, um, this is where it went wrong. He I'll let you guys listen to it and and you tell me what's wrong uh while we tell you what's wrong as well yeah me so hold on i also i want to thank uh every amazon employee and every amazon customer because you guys paid for all this (laughs) so seriously for every amazon customer out there and every amazon employee thank you from the bottom of my heart very much uh it's very appreciated Uh, you you go ahead, Moose. You go. You go. Yeah, some so, hey, some things just don't need to be said, or some things are better off unsaid. 
Uh, that's one of those things, right? Obviously, Captain, uh, Captain Obvious, uh, yeah, we know that we funded your space journey. Don't tell us about it. Uh, it's better off not saying that. But I did see something else online, too, which I thought was pretty cool. Cool, CNN posted it. Mm. Uh, I don't know if it's at that same press conference. I didn't watch it, but I just saw that, that one post. He's donating $200 million to... Uh, civil rights activists, I believe, or some form of, or let me not say civil rights, just activists in general. Yes. And uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool. But then you showed me this and I'm like, oh, why, why would you, you know, you like, you took away from what you, what you did uh, with, of course, the accomplishment of making it to space and that, but it's just some things don't need to be unsaid, man. Like, I think the best advice for somebody who is uh, wanting to be funny, mm-hmm. don't, don't try. Don't try. <laughs> like if you're not. But I don't know if he was trying try. to be funny. I don't I don't think he uh, was trying to be funny. I think he sincerely meant that. I think he oh, sincerely meant that. I really do. I you wouldn't yeah. say, you know. Because you know I, like how people, some people got the dry humor. It's like, yes. oh, yeah. So thanks for the obvious. No, nah, uh, I think that was, I think that was for real. I really do. I think that was for real. I think. He genuinely meant that because it's it's true without without us. For real. I mean, For real. You would you would you wouldn't be as successful. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, how do you so how do you acknowledge the obvious? Like I think he wanted to thank us. Yes, I want to say us. Right. I, right. And, and I all bought, the listeners. I bought a couple of things. Right, right, yeah, right. I, I paid a couple. All the listeners and viewers to this podcast, you've probably received or bought something Mm -hmm. from Amazon. Facts. I I don't know anybody who does not use Amazon. I don't. But I still think that is a bit, I don't know, like put in your face like, nah, nah, boo, boo. I'm rich because of you. Uh, 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 uh." But that's the same (laughs) kind of way as like when we're talking about like our messaging we're not supposed to put us and our accomplishments in the forefront, right? right? Even if it's a thank you or whatever, like it's always like frowned upon when you're like, look what I did. And because so many people bought this, this is what I got. Like mm-hmm. if we frown upon the people who show their cars and houses and, you know, say it's cause of you that this is even a, uh, possible right and think that's like oh my god thank you but then it instantly makes it about you and not us you're not doing the space journey for us and making it so like how richard did it was like yo dreamers this is all because like anybody could dream and anything is possible didn't say thank you for buying virgin mobile and when we had the virgin mega record store and uh, the, you know, the airlines. airlines. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you yeah. for purchasing all of those things because of you. We, mm-hmm. So, um, when, when Jeff Bezos wants to say this, like, it's like, yeah, we're not here for you. Right. Like we're, right. we're really not here for you. And you just made it about you. And that's weird. No. And I did see the, I don't know, the 100, 200 million situation. And I just didn't care after the clip uh, of 
thank you. Thank you to everybody who bought something because of you. I'm able to spend an aimless amount of money on wow. random stuff like building a spacecraft and going there and coming back with no problem. Mm-hmm. It's because right. of you. I don't care, yeah, that, Jeff. I don't. I, Jeff, look at me. Jeff, if you're listening <laughs> or looking at me, uh, I don't care. Hmm. Now, I like that you said that, though. I don't care. Yeah. You know why? Because I, I think it's a good lesson for people out there to know that even with your good accomplishments, it doesn't buy you a pass, you mm-hmm. know, to like disrespect others or talk down on people. I think that's, you know, that's a that's a big part of that. So I think, you know, I don't know what he was thinking, but yeah, that's that's good. I think people needed to hear that from you. Like, yo, I saw that, but I caught on to this more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's, but that's almost another conversation where like you could do so many things that are good and it could get wiped away or downplayed for that one thing you messed up on. And he Mm -hmm. probably doesn't even think it's a mess up. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to like, he doesn't, he, at the end of the day, his family's straight. Uh, his bank account straight. He probably has enough money for the grandkids to the fifth power, seventh mm-hmm. power. You know what I mean? So how we feel, he may not necessarily care. It's irrelevant. He, he yeah. stepped down from Amazon, right? He's now just on a journey of just being on a journey of being rich. And there's no shade to rich people. Right. It's just when you clearly show your profits what is only for you, that goes back to uh, last week's where it was like, yo, you, some people are saying you could have put this in, I don't know, what's that? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Something more respectful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, something else. But, and here I was defending on some, no. No, you can't save world hunger off of two people. No. But now you're solely pocketing for your yeah. random space journey. I'm, I'm, whatever. Yeah. You get all of this randomness. Whatever. Um, next, next topic. Next topic. Uh, the NBA finals finally uh, finished. We got a new champion. Uh, and it's not hey. LeBron. And it's not Steph. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not. Right. It's none of them. Right. It's uh, the Milwaukee. Wow. Why did I say it like that? Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee. Uh, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go, Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. You know my favorite team is the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Yo, man, you gotta love those Milwaukees. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. Oh man, we gotta cut this up. Yo, please don't cut this. Yo. I'm really crying. Yo, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks for winning the 2021 NBA Finals. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, okay. Any, any executives in Milwaukee that want to change the name, you might want to consider what, uh, what just Nikki, uh, what Nikki just presented. Don't call yourself yeah. Milwaukee. Who wants to be Milwaukee? Uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee sounds a lot better. 
<laughs> the McQuackley Bucks. Oh my God, Let's I was go. legitly crying. <laughs> For all my audio listeners, if you want to see the really cry that I'm doing, just yeah, those are real tears. Oh my God, these are real those tears. Are real tears. <laughs> oh man, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> All right, back to this uh, regular scheduled program. Uh, the Bucks, okay, the Bucks won. <laughs> the Bucks won, right? <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I promise you. Uh, they won, and they won against the Suns. Uh, shout out to uh, CP3 and Booker and all those people. But the what really got to me because. Y'all going to be like, since when y'all talk about sports like this? We don't. I promise you. We don't. All right. It was what Gianna said on a post interview is why we want to go over this. And you will understand when you listen to it, too. Like, it's easy to go somewhere and go and win a championship with somebody else. It's easy. I could go. I don't put anybody in the spot. But I could go to a super team. And, you know, just do my part and win a championship, still one. But this is the hard way to do it, and this is the way I chose to do it. And we did it. And we did it. And that he and did. did it. He is a beast. It's a table slam for me. Yeah. But, did it. I um, broke the mic. So, so here's why I brought this up, right? Um, does it... How do I put this? How do I want to put this? Because I don't want to. Are you considered a great when you stack your team? Right? Does the level of status, and I, I believe you still do, but does the level of status shift a little bit when you do it in a way like how Jordan used to do it? Right? Not stacking your team and a guaranteed win because there's not necessarily a hard journey with that, right? Or, like, it doesn't matter. Because I think from, it would be amazing from a realistic standpoint, not sports standpoint. You have a dream team, right? Right. And it just makes everything smoother. Everybody plays their role. It's almost flawless. You get the guaranteed uh, results. No problem at all. Right. But in other environments, it's like uh, a stacked team can be frowned upon. Right. Right. So clearly it, it depends on what situation we're talking about. But does the status of your greatness or how dope you are. Go up and down if you take the hard route or you go with the super stack super team. Mm. I think you got, man, I, I know everyone might disagree with this or some people I, I imagine will be on both ends of the spectrum or both ends of the argument. But for me, you got to give respect to somebody who's like, you know what? I'm going to work with what I got. Yep. You know, that that really takes the approach of let's just do it the old school way. Uh, invest in who we got. Let's work together. Let's overcome a lot of the personal obstacles that any team would have and not just create a super team where we're so talented that even on our worst days, we can overcome resistance, right? Or we can beat the competition. When you think about 
especially in sports, for anyone who plays sports, the fun part of the sport is the competition. Mm-hmm. So when you're overly stacked and it's not even a series, like when we watch some of the fights, like, for example, when we watched that Floyd fight and we're like, yeah, it wasn't any fun. Like they was just kind of like hugging each other back and forth. We want to see the competition. We want to see that, you know, the 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 underdog kind of get up and, and, and come back. And there's this back and forth where somebody's about to get kicked off the throne, but they're protecting their. I think that makes for a better storyline. And although we're just watching as fans for the entertainment of it, at the end of the day, that's what makes it fun for us. So um, I think from a from a like a phonetic standpoint or from as a fan, we'll definitely appreciate that more. And then also, even as a former athlete or someone, you know, in the come up, it's always fun to like, I want to do it, you know, the the just the the real way, kind of like like he, you know, Giannis just said there. So I always, I always will show uh, more respect to that. Me personally, I think that's that's dope. Yeah, and I think so. From a person who does love competition, but in a different way of my life now, um, mm-hmm. I've you you have to look at it. So if we look at a LeBron and we look at uh, like a Giannis, and we're kind of comparing not necessarily stats or things like that, but you cannot question how dope Giannis is. You can't. Right. My man is a beast. He clearly has shown what he's done. Did you see the uh, the tweet that Kobe did, like call, yeah. saying MVP, what's next? Yeah. what's next, championship, and things like that? Um so he has proven himself. And then with LeBron, it's more like people, even though we know LeBron's dope, we're not questioning that. But some 100%. people will always add, yo, you stacked your team. The mm-hmm. Kevin Durant situation when he stacks his teams, when he went to Golden State and now the Nets, that's a little bit stacked too. Like, I don't want to be in a position where you question mm. what I can do yeah. just because of who I put on my team, right? Now, some people will say, I don't care. The point is to get this result, right? So I don't care what anybody may think, but then it goes based off sometimes are you competitive in that aspect or not? Because if people are questioning if you can get somewhere without people or without that particular uh, stack, that could bother you. Like, yo, do you know all the stuff I did? Right? So I can see from both, like, I don't care what people think. And then I care what people think. Like I can see from both, but understand when you do the stacking, when you do grow a super team in whatever situation that you're in, people will say, yo, would that be possible if you didn't have this person? If you didn't have this person, if you had this person instead of that person, people will question it. It just, I think it depends how much you care about that for uh, let's say a LeBron. He may not care. I, I care about my family. I care about how many 
chips I want. I care about how much money I'm making, things like that. Like I care about these things and what the critics possibly say. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily care. And that's great, right? Because the goal is the goal, regardless of how you do that. So I think it just depends on the person, but you can't like give credit where credit is due. My man did it the very hard way. And of course, we're going to look at that, at least me, not we, but at least I will mm-hmm. look at that on a standpoint of, yeah, you, you got that. You, That's different. you a bit, yeah. yeah, you, you a beast, you a beast. Mm-hmm. And I can't, but okay, here's, here's now the question of if he does stack his team now, is that a bad thing? Because once again, then the critics would be like, ah, to guarantee a second one, a third one, whatever. He's now stacking his team. He can't do it by himself again. Right. I think at the end of the day, uh, do not care what people say. If the goal is the same thing, that's going to be my perspective. Do not care if the goal is to win this and you're going to end up still being dope and great at the same time, who cares what somebody may think if you have this or that? That's how I look at it. Like both of them could possibly, well, I don't, it's too early for, for one, but both of them could possibly be in the hall of fame. Yeah. Well, let's do this just so that we can apply it um, even closer to our lanes. You know, what about in a business perspective? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? When we talk about now business, I know everyone's like, hey, collaborate, don't compete. Mm-hmm. Collaborate, don't compete. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are there some times where it's like, actually, no, I'm going to compete. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to collaborate with you. Or it's not a good move to collaborate, right? Because I think when you talk about super teams and you apply that example to the business world, that's yeah. really what we're talking about. Do mm-hmm. you compete? Or do you choose to collaborate? Yeah. All right. So, uh, what was you know? What, let's talk about that for a second. What's your take on that? How how do you know when to compete? When to say, oh, okay, if I can't beat them, I'm going to join them. I know that's a that's another saying they used to say back in the day, like with uh, with sports, right? Like if you can't beat a team, then join them. It's like same concept: collaborate, you know, or compete. What's your what's your take on that? So I look at it a little different. I think there's nothing wrong in any kind of level of collaboration. Reason being, when we think about it, right, it is, it almost shows like, yo, they could get along. Mm -hmm. Like you are the bigger person to get on stage with this person, do this particular project with this person, you know, and it's more, as long as it's more of a equal standpoint and more of a partnership I see, uh, and not partnership as far as equity kind of vibes, but just like doing it together equally. Yeah, yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with it, right? Regardless of what you have to prove, that's almost like a pride thing at this point. Like it's like, mm-hmm. uh, like okay, he or she is doing the same thing I'm doing, right? Let me do it. Let me do this particular thing by myself show out and then 
I'm I'm more on like there's too much money out in the world. There's too many people to get their attention still. Mm-hmm. How do you know you can't still compete when you collaborate? Because mm. strategically, if you collaborate with, let's say, your competitor, I don't really find anybody as a competitor, but your competitor, now you're in a same kind of platform to see who can get the most attention. Who do the people connect with most? Who do these deal, these brand deals, you know, uh, go with the most like if this person is not involved with it we can't do this together right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm always good with collaborating because i can compete within Mm, that's a good that's a bar right there i like that i've never ever heard anybody talk about it that way neither have i really seen it that way but that makes a lot of sense because it's like even if you're someone who likes competition and you thrive off of that back and forth that doesn't mean that that has to stop when you join a team or when Mm -hmm. you collaborate with somebody it could be a competition to see who brings more value right who who, who's going to bring the most valuable to the equation or who, like you said, who's going to bring in whatever those different metrics are. It could be from every standpoint, financial, people, impact. So I like that. That's a good word, Nix. That's but, a good word. But think about it in, and maybe because it's on, like, I look at hip hop, right? And when you look at different collaborations, there's always some, like one or two people that are just like, yo, they they took that that spot on that on that song like he killed it she killed it right and though it may be somebody else's song prime example for those uh hip hop people big sean came out with uh a song a few years back kendrick was on it and stole the whole song like everybody was talking about kendrick on that particular i think it was called control Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody was talking about Kendrick's verse. No one was talking about Big Sean's verse. So I could collaborate with you. My whole thing is to show who I am and steal the show while I'm on your platform. I could do that all day. And that's not necessarily trying to just compete from the outside world. I may leverage your platform and leverage your audience to be able to show yeah, you had this show. Yeah, you had this event. Yeah, you had this live podcast, whatever. But I was what people were tuning into. I was what people were locked into. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good with the competing from very, inside. Yeah, I was going to say it's a very healthy way to compete, too, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, OK, we're not going to maybe throw shade at each other from a distance and say, hey, don't go with that person or I'm better than that person. And, and we've talked about this, right? Like, what does that do? That does nothing. Mm-hmm. But it is impactful to say, you know what? If we're, if we're especially, and of course, we've talked about some of the underlying things that you need to have before you get with someone, yeah. right? Talked about similar values, the whole, that whole nine. And I'm sure you've, you know, everyone who's listening has heard it before. So if those things are in place, it gives you an opportunity to still get better in within within that collaboration right so no i like it i really have nothing to add to that i think that's 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 powerful same just saying so 
for my fashion people and streetwear people, uh, this is kind of a big deal that we're about to talk about. Uh, Virgil, I always mess up his last name. Ablo? Ablo. Okay. Everybody knows Virgil, right? (laughs) But I think it's Ablo. Uh, Gets a seat at the power table. So uh, the LVMH, better known as Louis Vuitton people, um, and a lot of other things, but y'all probably know them more for Louis, right? A luxury group has bought a majority stake of Off-White and has given its founder license to shake up more than just fashion. He's gotten skin in the game, right? So uh, he literally gave 60% of mm. Off-White. 60. Oh, man. Right? And me and Moose were talking a little bit about it. He's like, yo, we got to talk about this ownership thing. And is it smart to give up that much? Um, I'll let Moose go first because I did. Is this a research? Is this a research? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, specifics of the deal aside for a moment here, let's just kind of look at, at face value what was presented, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, when you look at Virgil's track record, like he's done some incredible things, right? Of course, was one of the first lead designers with Kanye, and they built an incredible relationship. Of course, there was that fallout when he left to take the position at Louis Vuitton, and Kanye felt some type of way about it because he was the one who kind of entered that world early from hip-hop culture, Mm -hmm. and he also felt he should have been there, right? So anyway, that's one side of it. But it also shows you the moves that have been repeated, you know, by Virgil from that standpoint, meaning that He's still willing to take the corporate route, especially whenever given a bigger opportunity. So he did it at that time, which kind of over time or through history, we see that happen then. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, he had other big collaborations, uh, you know, Nike, Ikea, a lot of great collaborations that he's done across the board. But it seems to me that every time he's given an opportunity to get deeper into the corporate realm, he's willing to make sacrifices Mm-hmm. Uh, relationally, when he lets go of somebody like a Kanye to take a you know a, a, a position at the company, and even financially, which is with his own brand to let up sixty percent of that to get deeper into you know the corporate space. And I get it. Like I'm not saying that entrepreneurship or ownership in general is uh, for everyone, but man, my the thing I wanted to talk about next is like. If you if you're not successful, I can understand taking the payout or or you know cutting a deal to to really put yourself on the map. Right. But if you've already had the success, you've got the track record, you've got the sales coming in. I mean, his shoes. I don't even try on sneakers app anytime off white. Like you know, I, I try <laughs> from time to time to get some J's. But when I see anything off, I'm like, what's the point? Like there's there's no way. Like right, I'm not right. even gonna try. Right. So I'm like, yo, it's, it's happening for you. So so I was a little shocked to see him part with majority stock. Like you give him 60%, you pretty much got no say. Right. So you, you hear people say the 51, 49, the extra 2% still gives me leverage. He went straight clean, 60, 40. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, man, because in my world, I don't know that I would ever be in a position to feel comfortable building something up, scaling it, 
having it in motion and then say, okay, I'm going to dish it out to the big guys and lose and lose leverage as well as majority ownership in that. So yeah, I just wanted to dialogue around that. Give us your part and of course what you think, but sheesh, that was, that was tough for me to swallow. I'm like, ah, I don't know. So I, I get what you're saying. I do. I think it was the bigger picture of getting a seat at the table, right? Who's to say he didn't create off-white just to get noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Very successful streetwear, a lot of uh, influencers, especially in the hip-hop culture that we know of, um, we're off-white, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm... I look at it from always from a a strategic standpoint. He's not only in fashion now. Now he's in wine and sprints, right? Now he's, I I think, uh, what was it? From the NBA Finals, the case was done by him. Oh, wow. Yes. That's what's up. Uh, So with this move, he is almost claimed to be one of the most powerful black executive in fashion at this moment. Right. And when you look at it as far as, okay, I created off white. I'm the art. I'm like the artist director in Louis Vuitton now, right now I'm in the whole scope of a brand that owns Hennessy Tiffany's like so yeah. many 17 different brands within this just L what, what is it? LVMH. LVMH. Right. Mm-hmm. So many things that are happening with that. Yeah. Take six. I'm looking at it. Take 60% because I can make this again. I could do this again. This was possibly just one of those things to get your attention. But now I have, fashion and and all these other different companies and i have creative directive in that and more power in that that's just going to expand even more it's it's a for a bigger picture so i'm i want to play a clip of what he said because it, it kind of goes alongside with the bigger picture theme uh he sat down and had a conversation of you know, kind of what inspires him. A kid that even to this day or when I was in my 20s, like when I walk to the door, the security guard goes like this, like, you know, you can't really come in here. They don't realize that I'm their boss. <laughs> I'm not offended by the security guard who ironically were the same ethnicity, but he thinks that I don't <laughs> belong there. But, you know, that's too low level to get distracted by the larger goal. I think, I think, you know, what's a more impressive image is me at the end of the runway for Louis Vuitton and that image coming to a young kid in Atlanta who wants to be a fashion designer that can tell his parents that he wants to go into fashion design instead of uh, any other degree because he can use me as an example. So I played that because there's always going to be a bigger picture when we're giving 
out that much of our brand. Look at when Jay-Z gave that much, I think, to the same brand. Mm. The Ace of Spades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Was to um, LVMH. And for those who don't know what LVMH is, is Moet, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, right? So those are big names. Those are like, what are we? Okay. I feel you. And so I think we, we look at it and, you know, some people will critique as, yo, we keep giving our brands up to, you know, some what I've read in one of them, we keep giving it to the man and this, that, and the third. However, he has a seat. Same thing with Jay-Z. He has a seat. We have to get at the table. We can't just prime example of competing within. Mm -hmm. We have to get in the building We have to be on these certain platforms and collaborate with some of these people so we can have more control than doing it ourselves. Not saying that we can't, but there is sometimes a quicker way to make change. Change does need to happen. Absolutely. Right. There needs to be more diversity in these companies and what we see From the world period, right? As far as these top luxury brands. Absolutely. It starts with a seat at the table. And I think this is one of those moves where, yes, we need diversity. We need it to look more like us. We need to connect more with the people. Let me sacrifice 60% because I feel confident enough that I can make a change within. I've proven it so far with Louis. I've proven it so far why they want to take a acquire off white because they see the success. They see what I do with Nike. They see what I do with all these other brands as well, that I've had collaborations out the wazoo that they know how valuable I am and the power that I have. I just need a seat. So interesting though, because I just, I don't, I don't know that in an environment like a Louis Vuitton Mm -hmm. or any corporate environment for that matter, that one seat is going to turn the tables. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that I can fully say, okay, yeah, Virgil's in, that's it. It's about to be diverse. But we have two. We have Jay. (sighs) And we have, it, it's, it has, it, I'm not saying there's going to be a major change no, now. No, with you. Yeah. 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 But it's going to be, it's, it's a little bit of the needle. It's like it wiggles now. Before mm. it was, I, I, stayed. Yeah. No, I feel you. And time will tell. Time mm-hmm. will tell. It's just like, it's crazy because at the end of the day, one of the things we've stood off or stood for in this platform is. Right. Kind of like what Gianna said, yo, do it the right way. Take the hard route. And I get it. Like, obviously, you want to work smarter, not harder. But if you're already there, I feel like 
that's an opportunity to leverage it a little bit more, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, no, let me let me taste test. And again, only time will tell before we see, okay, how did it work out? Like what change did he bring about? Did he really make the workplace more diverse? You know, it, it, is he giving more opportunities? And I'm not super well-versed on, you know, what Virgil does. And from that standpoint, from a work environment, of course, I'm familiar with his work. But outside of that, I don't know the, the type of impact that he's creating in the workplace but it'd be interesting to see. But I just feel like, you know, on this platform, we stand uh, for ownership for a reason. And it's because it's like we've seen the patterns and what history has shown right. when you sell your rights. It's like kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you're giving your voice away. You're giving your power away. And for me, it's like, no, nope, like it, I don't mind collaboration in that standpoint because you're right. You, you, we're going to get a seat at the table, but not not for majority stake 60%. like that. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm, I'm cool with the move. Mm-hmm. I just think it's too, too expensive of a price. Like sixty percent, mm-hmm. sheesh, it's up there. I think Jay gave thirty. I, I mean, I'll look it up. I know we spoke about it on the show uh, some time back. Good, I want to say it was a Jay, good amount. It was a good yeah. amount. I think we were talking about the same thing um, about how much he gave up. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. Well, well I no, he sells half. Like, he sells. He oh, sold half? half. Okay. Right. Okay. And and you know what? It, it's more like, and I look at it like I said, you can't do that if you don't have confidence that you can create more. You can't do that. Right. I think both Jay and and Virgil have um, proven that they could create multiple things. And they'll be successful and they have influence that whatever they drop, whatever they're a part of, there's going to be people that back them. So yeah. I think when you have that type of power and influence, that it is you you move a different way. You can say, you know what, if this means that I have more of a say and 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 I'm in these particular meetings yeah, you know what? Okay. I l- let me talk about fashion, leather. Let me talk about wine and sprints. Let me let, let's let's talk about these things. I'm I'm a part of it. I'm a part of more things than I was before just by being in off white. It may have boxed me into just that when I see more in a creative vibe for yeah. this as a whole. So I, I think yeah. it's I I think it, it just depends, like I said, leverage what you can create because you can already create more. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. I'm this I'm the natural skeptic, skeptic, so I already know. Yeah, I already know, y'all. Don't come at me. I will see. But uh no, nah, man. Shout out to Virgil. I mean, obviously doing incredible work and uh, makes, hopefully. Makes it, me it want works to out. Makes me want to buy off white, even though I saw those prices. So, uh, any representative uh, yeah. who is part of off white or Louie, um, and you clearly hear how I articulated for you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could understand if y'all don't want to send me anything, but right, maybe right, take right. care of Nick's on that. Right, real quick. right. I would, I would love uh, on the podcast to you know rock, rock a shirt, a hat, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just. Like, yeah. Yeah. thanks, y'all. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> so let's celebrate uh, something huge. Uh, the very first female rapper with Sports Illustrated 
uh, swimsuit edition, the cover, Meg the Stallion. <laughs> right? Uh, who also got the cover was Naomi, but we give you so much pub, lady, that I didn't Word. even want to. <laughs> We're going to start sending you an invoice, we, Naomi. Right. What's up? Yeah, we give you so much fun, but we love you. Um, congratulations on, on that, too. But um, I'm, I am so love Meg just because she does things a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. She Her confidence is crazy. How she moves is crazy, even though she had so much drama. Uh, I think it was last year when she got shot in the yeah. foot. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) where some would that would still be talked about and kind of shadow them in their career. She has only kind of just gone up from there. Right. 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 And clearly she has signed with Rock Nation, I think, for management and just seeing some of the things that she's done is just amazing to to see Sports Illustrated swimsuit as her out of everybody right. has her right when they're so known for models and athletes right so uh she did a a interview with Tyra Banks which i found out is the first black female to be on the cover of the sports illustrated um swimsuit edition as well so it's Mm. Convenient that both it's of them, like the yeah, first, yeah, first, first of birth, first of first everything, of both worlds, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So, um, just to talk on the confidence because clearly, swimsuit and just if y'all know Meg, um, she is uh, very proud of her body, um, and it's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna get yourself in trouble, lady. <laughs> so here's the interview before I get trouble. I'm the only child, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom was also a very curvy woman. My grandmother was literally six feet tall, wow. curvy, and all of her sisters were tall and curvy. So what I look at every day is other women that look like me. Mm-hmm. My family always made me feel really good yeah. about myself. So it was hard for me to have. It was hard for somebody to project their insecurities on me. So mm-hmm. I come in the room like I own it, and I'm covering yeah. up all y'all. <laughs> I feel like when people are scared of something, they don't know how to react to it. Mm-hmm. Like, so this is your first time probably being around a woman who is not hiding her body and not hiding her height. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look good. So watch how I spin this, y'all. So I don't get in trouble. Watch how I spin this. So there's two lessons that I got out of this, right? <laughs> two lessons. Shut up, Moose. Sorry, I just, sorry. <laughs> Shut up, Moose. She's like, All right, let me let me recover here. <laughs> let me, yes, please. So um, <laughs> shout out to my mom. Uh, hi, mom. Love you. Uh, so two two lessons that I got out of this, right? One, who are you surrounded by? So though. Some people may look at Meg Thee Stallion and say she's too much, right? You have way too much to show on social media and just outside of just in the world. You shouldn't be wearing this, this, that, and third. Her family, who loved her very much, was it was normal in the household to look like that, to dress like that, to be like that, right? Some of her friends, same way, dress like that, look like that, be like that. So you feel normal and your confidence grows based off who surrounds you, right? 
when you continuously hear negative stuff and you let that consume you, of course, you're going to doubt because in that same interview, she said, yo, mom, why are people talking about how I look and what I do? Why are people? And her mom was like, yo, they're, they're haters. You see, this is who we are, except who we are and, and roll that way. Right. And it was what her family instilled in her as why she has the confidence. Right. So I look at it like, who are we surrounding ourselves with that we even have any kind of doubt? Because our circle and sometimes not our family, but at least our immediate circle, if that does include family and friends, should be the encouragement and the confidence that you need to have a successful business and successful brand in the way that you created it and in the different things that you're doing. If not, we may have to check our circle. If not, we may have to look at what we're listening to and and who we surround ourselves with. If there's any kind of doubt that goes into that. The second lesson that I got was people are going to project their fear onto you. Some people don't understand what you're doing and they're going to deem you as wrong because they don't understand you. That doesn't make you wrong. That just means they ain't caught up yet. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do this. Right. So just because they wouldn't twerk, I'll say that safely. I can say that Um, just because they wouldn't twerk, just because they wouldn't say those things that make this, maybe they wouldn't do the cover of Sports Illustrated doesn't make her wrong, right? There are people who look at Meg and be like, wow, I want to be like her. I want to have that confidence. I want to have that kind of vibe, right? And we have to look at it from a standpoint of we can't, take people's fears and run with it as if it's true and as if it is the, the, the law of all laws, just because something used to be that way and we are doing things different and they're scared of the change it could possibly be, or even they're scared of what people may say about you, maybe even on an overprotective tip, yo, hold on, no, wait, right? It still goes back to you of what do you want to do? What are you trying to create? What are you trying to build that at first they're going to be scared for you and they should because they've never seen it before. You should have people scared for you and fear for you because you're doing something completely different and that's okay. It's your confidence about it and your forward thinking that is needed for what we see in the future. And so what Meg did was like, yo, I'm going to make this normal. I'm going to make you feel that it is okay. Whatever body you have, you can do whatever you want and everything is possible. Right. I came from Houston and you know, I had my mother died and like, this wasn't supposed to happen and it did. And I'm signed with one of the best rappers in the world. Yeah. So 
say what you want about anything. We may not understand everything, but that's just because we wouldn't do it. It doesn't make it wrong. Mm, that's deep. Yeah, I think the, the main takeaway for me was um, kind of what she said at the end, right? And, and I think that's a good thing for many of us to take note of. Like, yo, anytime you walk into the room and the room doesn't respond the way you expected them to, I hope that we could stop saying, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Right. But instead flip the question and say, man, I wonder what they're going through. Right. I wonder what their experience was like that makes them look at me a little bit different because I am different. Right. Shout out to my boy Juan, man. I call him Juanito. Uh, Juanito came to visit from Florida uh, earlier this week. We met up and had lunch together. I'm just kind of talking about what's going on with work and business and life in general. And I'm telling him, man, like I'm finally at a place where, you know, I can I can do the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I could fully be me. And I love his response. He, you know, he pretty much responded and said, yo, you've always been this person. Mm. I met you in 2012. You've always been this person. But now you're in a place where you're accepted and you can fully showcase that. Right. It's not it's not hidden. Right. It's not like, oh, man, but if they find out this part about me, it's going to make me less than or are they going to accept that? He's like, yo, you're just fully embracing it now. Right. It was just a cool, like really refreshing reminder to hear like, man. It's the parts of us that we think that are meaningless or not worth that much, that if we could just embrace, it's those pieces that actually make us more confident. So nothing really to add to that, Nix. But yeah, I like what she said at the end there, just like, you know, this concept of uh, like, don't walk into a room like, man, what's wrong with me if they don't give you the love or what you expected? Actually flip the question and be like, man, I wonder what's going on with them or what's their world like that has them looking at me this way. Yeah, I I had a I had a touch on the confidence thing because it's mm-hmm. she's building something. So some of y'all are going to look at it like, well, okay, this is more on an artist and a rapper thing. But she she's built a brand, right? Same characteristics, right? She had confidence enough to be herself, and it worked. And so we have to look at it like, how can we have confidence enough? within ourselves to build whatever we're trying to build and not listen to other people and just continue to go and surround ourselves with people who see our vision. And that's Mm -hmm. a, that's a big thing. Like I'm realizing people just don't have those, that circle that see their vision and which brings in that doubt. But yeah, I got the point. But another thing about Meg is that she is getting a degree right now. Mm. Being the top female rapper, right? She is getting a degree in like health, what health administration, right? Mm. And so I put this on uh, Nikki and Moose that she had tweeted. Uh, My college experience has been a roller coaster. I started at PV went to some community college in between and ended at TSU. Don't get discouraged. You can chase your dreams and your education at the same time. And I got a clip of her talking about the education before I go in. My grandmother was a teacher when my mother was still alive. She definitely was pushing me to finish college. So I'm definitely going to do it for those two. She always put it in my head. You are beautiful. Yes, gorgeous. You're going to grow up. You're going to be a hell of a woman. 
but you are going to have an education. I want to open my own assistant living facilities. I want to create an environment where the elderly can go and stay here and, it, and you still be treated like a family. So the main reason why I wanted to bring up the education piece and what she's doing is it's clear to see that in this day and age, there's options, right? Mm. There, people are fully aware that in certain careers, it is a seasonal thing. So how are we preparing ourselves for after the season is done, right? She has a, a, a dream to build what that, that place. What was that place called? What was that place called? Healthcare facilities. Yes. Okay. So if she has that dream, she can't just be on straight rapper mode. She, she can't, that's not going to get it. But understanding, I think the, the word of the week for me has been leverage. Understanding this rap career is going to give me the money that I need to finish my degree to then even possibly pay for this different facility that I'm about to have and the employees that I need and things. So my dream at this moment, right, is going to fund my ultimate dream at the end. And so yeah. we we look at that and how do, instead of shaming further education, like, that's been a thing like, oh, you don't need college no more on the job training and this, then and the third. And for some situations, absolutely. And then there's mm -hmm. some that still needs a degree. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think furthering your education, however you want to do that is perfectly fine. Now, I don't believe in getting student loans. They find other means, but you know, Get it how you live. There's no right or wrong way for getting more information into your body. I'm so for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's a great message to push, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, however you define education, whether that's going back to college, whether that's vocational, whether, whether that's self-study. I personally was a fan of college because, for one, it was my father's dream. Right? Like. I think anytime that your first generation and your parents are like, man, we are here for you to accomplish this for us, it, it puts greater meaning to it. So regardless yeah. of whether you use the degree or not, that was a big part of it for me. Number two, I love the freedom that it provided. And it also really instilled some great habits if you allow it. All right. Because it's like you don't got no teacher on your head like in high school or middle school. Hey, did you do your homework? Hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? Right. It's like you kind of get the freedom to really build some great habits so you can live up to it. So I, I love the message, though, just so I can kind of keep it strict to the agenda. I love the message that she's like, yo, it's, it's OK to chase your dream and your education at the same time. Only thing I'll say is whatever that form is for you, just make sure like be a lifelong learner. I think that's something that your value will always increase with the more you learn. So that's that's a really dope message that she's putting out to the people. Big facts. Once again, uh, congratulations to Megan the Stallion. Yummy. So uh, let me talk about what I normally talk about every week, somehow, mm -hmm. some way. 
Uh, so you would not be surprised that I'm going to be talking about Kanye. <laughs> yes, talking about Kanye, and I'm going to be talking about Lil Nas X. So mm. the theme rollouts. Okay. Now, by the time you hear this, you probably have new music from Kanye West and Lil Nas X. I sound like a whole commercial. This is great. Um, However, I don't want to concentrate purely on the music. I want to concentrate on how they're rolling out. There's two different ways that they're rolling out, and both of them are very unique in its own way. So let's start, of course, with Kanye West because it makes more sense for me, right? Uh, <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> so Kanye West is normally the very outspoken let's do some rants let me tell you when let me appear and let me let you know that i am dropping something sometimes i drop it and sometimes i don't this one was a little bit different right so the album that is dropping on friday that already dropped by the time you hear this he didn't say a single word he's actually been in this mask, appearing here and there, right? Uh, there has been influencers that has been speaking about his album. There has been private listening parties. For the NBA Finals, he dropped a Dr. Dre Beats uh, commercial with uh, the runner that got Shikari caught up. Richardson. Yep, yeah. Her. Um, and this rollout is saying everything without saying anything. Mm-hmm. And it's even from like the cover of it, it just even has a deeper meaning without saying anything. So for my audio listeners, I have the, the Kanye West album cover up and it is done by an artist. Don't ask me how to say that. Name, most do you want to try? Luis Bourgeois. Okay, Bourgeois. yep, mm-hmm. that person. So, made artwork to work through the trauma of losing her mother at a young age. This is why Kanye chose his art to be his uh, album cover of Donda, the album for his mother, right? So, for those who don't know, uh, his mom passed from i believe cosmetic surgery like it just went wrong and yeah. yeah so ever since then kanye has never been the same i'm going to be safe to say that just never been That's the real. same so yeah. i'm hoping from a deeper standpoint that this is kind of the closure or acceptance maybe that he needs and is not saying anything within this rollout of reflection and just doing the work of what his mother would possibly do. I got deep for some reason. I don't know why, but I saw that. Wow. Yeah. You see that, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I can understand. And Kanye is on that particular level of, I don't have to say anything and I'll let my fans say everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But I find it very interesting that what was of a Kanye of how he rolled things out is no more within this. And it's strategically being placed. Like it's strategically, like even with the beats by Dre commercial, 
done in the NBA finals that everybody is watching. Mm-hmm. Right. To f- officially announce, yo, the album is coming out Friday with an athlete that everybody is talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that is amazing. That's my I think, favorite part of it. Right. Yeah. I, I think um, also what's amazing is that he is just laying low. Just not even to the mass part. Like, why is my man wearing mm-hmm. a mask? He has not on Twitter has not tweeted since November of last year. He just post um, the 20th. Right. He just posted 20th on Instagram, a picture of his chain. I believe it has the name of his kids. Right. right. And then the commercial. So yeah. this is different. This is absolutely different. My question to you is because I look at it, I don't look at it from a music standpoint. I look at it from just a products and service standpoint of how, when do we get to the point where we launch without saying anything? Like we see a Beyonce just drop an album and then boom is there. But this is a whole rollout. Yeah. This is not just I drop and let you talk about it. I let you talk about it prior to. I even uh, tweeted it out like, yo, that's going to be the new goal where I launch something and I don't say a single word. And I let you say everything for me. Create the hype. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when do we get yeah. to that point? Yeah, I think I think what Kanye has done is he's done a phenomenal job building his talent alongside his personal life or people seeking interest in his personal life. Mm -hmm. So talent, professional mastery, whatever you want to call it, he's done that at such a high level that of course people want to go for the artistry. It's like, Mm -hmm. yo, Kanye's dropping new music for the most part. It's always going to be good. I want to go, I want to go listen to it. Right. But then the way he dresses, the way he lives his life, the way he's navigated relationships, just what he's done in general it's also gotten him to be one of those people that when he talks, you want you want to listen to it. You're like, yo, what did Kanye tweet this time? What did he do this time? Right. So people are now not just invested in his talent or his mastery. They're also interested in him as a person and in his personal life. They're equally as invested. Right. right? That's why we can, you know, you have that's that you're able to track it. Like, yo, November, tw- November of last year is the last time he tweeted. Like, yeah, you can trace that down. So I think that helps. When you can get yourself in that position where people can have interest, have like deep interest too, not just like surface level. Oh, that's cool. No, it's like deep interest. Yo, Kanye said what? He did this. Oh my God, I can't believe. Right. When you get to that level, it becomes easy to make those moves where you can drop unannounced or you can do something and be more of a behind the scenes or almost unanimous but you know that people know that that's you. So that that alone is going to move mountains or kind of shake the table with it. My favorite part of this rollout is him including, you know, the runner in this. I think him including, yeah. I hope I'm saying that right, Shakari Richardson, uh, just after she's kind of been silenced, you know, because of whatever the, politi- the, the political nonsense is behind that. Yeah. I think that's so dope, right? The fact that he's able to think of, oh, what's trending right now? Oh, this is good. But not only is it going to give me some attention, it's also going to put somebody on a platform that is much needed so that they, like, I just love how he's able to be so present and in tune with the moment that he can make maneuvers and different moves at the same time 
to elevate himself and other people on his platform without overdoing it. Right. Like right. even with the artist that he collaborated with for the album cover. Right. There's some significance or some connection there. And we probably many people may have probably never heard of this, you know, young lady before. But they're right. like, he's I, I, I think that's what makes him so talented. He's so what makes him so special. He's so knowledgeable mm-hmm. to so many different things and at such a deep level that it makes him or it allows him to make those kind of moves. So yeah, for anyone who hasn't also checked out his, uh, his interview with Joe Rogan, go check that out too. I mean, I think it kind of lets you into his mind a little bit about how he sees the world. Yeah. And instead of being so judgmental towards him, like it gives you an opportunity to understand, yo, I kind of get it. Like you're unique. You, you, you act different, but it's because you are different. Like you literally see the world differently than the average person. Yeah. When you take that into consideration, you can't be so harsh or harsh against him for what he does. But yeah, I think those two things really make it unique. But I'm excited to hear the album, man. I'm like, this might be uh this might be dope. This might be dope. Yeah, so uh expect the the next live or the next episode our real deep dive into it. Hear me, hear me. But um, let's talk about Lil Nas X real quick, fast, in a hurry, um, because he also has a very unique rollout with a song, right? So I have on the screen uh, freelilnasx.com, industry baby coming soon, okay? Um, and him in his little orange jumpsuit as if he's going to prison. So... Little backstory. He uh, on TikTok for those who follow Little Nas X on TikTok, and let's put it this way: I love Little Nas X, right? Uh, I don't care what anybody says. I love Little Nas. I clearly love all the controversy people in life. <laughs> clearly, I clearly see this now on TikTok, and if you follow him on Instagram too, I think he does it, but more on TikTok where he has been having snippets of this particular song on all of his videos, which is called Industry Baby, right? Sounds fire. Um, And now this rollout for this song is very interesting because he has played into his legal battles that he had earlier this year with those Satan shoes. So for those who don't remember, uh, back in March... He was selling these Satan shoes, Nike, with like supposedly blood in the sole. It was limited, sold out, all that great stuff, right? So Nike said, uh, I, "We didn't, we didn't approve this. So uh, get this lawsuit real quick, right?" Now with the research, I found out that it got settled in April. But the way mm. Little Nas X is rolling out this song. It almost sounded like he was honestly going to court uh, this past Monday. So when Monday hit, I'm expecting in the blogs to see official court stuff. But now we're seeing him doing a skit of being in the courtroom with the sneakers, getting sentenced to five years to only announce Industry Baby with Jack Harlow 
produced by Kanye West clearly in the same week that Kanye West is dropping his album. Fancy enough. I'm like, here is a perfect way to take a negative and make it into a positive. Take what people were talking about you before and put it part of your rollout because you're going to have people's eyes on it. Like, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? How are you making fun of this? How are you putting light to this? And announcing something huge while kind of addressing it, but not really addressing it, right? Yeah, I yeah. found that really amazing. And coincidence that Kanye is producing the joint as well. I don't know. What, what did you think before I get into the example of this little skit? Yeah, no, I think it's similar to Kanye in a sense, right? Again, being able to expand messages and use them at the time that they can bring the most attention for what you're trying to roll out, right? So at the time the sneakers came out and it created that whole battle, yeah, it was controversial, but like you said, they settled it pretty quickly, uh, done, okay? But mm -hmm. he's hanging on to this concept because he's like, well, that attention does me nothing. I didn't drop mm -hmm. in March. I didn't drop in a April. Right. I'm dropping in July. I need right. that attention now. So I think he's kind of bringing back that conversation be like, oh, remember this? I'm yeah. that same guy. So bring that same energy over here and listen to my music. So even if you're going to, you know, listen to it because you want to critique it or you want to hate on it. I think that's that's some of the the moves that the new age musicians and rappers are using because they're mm -hmm. like, yo, people, it doesn't cost people nothing to stream my music, but yeah. I make money off of it. Like, this is not like back in the day where you could be like, oh, I'm definitely not buying this guy's album. Right. I'm not about to give him my 10, 20, whatever it costs to buy an album back in the day. Now it's a simple stream, whether it's on YouTube, Vimeo, Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, but the artist is still going to get paid. Mm -hmm. So I think artists are really starting to recognize that, yo, don't let any moment go unnoticed or unused or not leveraged, like you would say, right? Like bring all of that hype and utilize it for a drop so you can get, you know, more streams, obviously more revenue and, and, and get your music out there more. So, you know, I, I'm not going to comment too much on the messaging and all of that concept, but I will say from, from a, like a, a business rollout move, I'm thinking this is what's happening. Yeah, I like the business rollout move. Now, uh, warning, uh, I'm playing a clip from this rollout, and it's probably not going to be what you think I'm going to say, um, but I'm allowed to say this. So let's show you a clip and have you listen to a clip of this whole in the court with Nike, um, and, and then I'll give my perspective. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is about much more than shoes. Mr. Nas X, are you gay? What does this have to do with the shoes? Answer the question. Let me rephrase the question. Do your mama know you gay? Yes. Yeah, lock him up, throw away the key. So, real quick, fast, in a hurry. I'm not going to stay too, too long on this, right? So, uh, 
first off, I'm allowed to talk about this because uh, I'm part of the community. So let me state that. Two, creatively, I think that's amazing. He was acting all the different characters. He showed the shoe. He showed he was in court. We're all locked in. All that. Here's my question. So, and you know what? I'll, I'll directly ask, right? Hey, Lil Nas X, if you are listening or any representatives of Lil Nas X, right? We know you're gay, sir. We know. We, we get it. We understand. You came out. It was a big deal back then. It was, it was a deal. You came out with the, uh, the little Satan video thing that brought controversy. You came out on several, uh, TV show situation, kissing everybody. We have no problem with you, sir. We got no issues with you at all. It now seems as almost you are making fun of it instead of more of embracing it. This is where. I'm confused because why in every single video do you have to acknowledge that? We know this. We get it. That doesn't make us want to listen to your music more. We already accepted you. For those people who didn't accept you, they're already gone. They're gone. They're not listening to you anymore. We are still locked into it. I'm still locked into it. I'm good for it. But you could have done that whole skit without even making that a main focus, We want to hear Industry Baby, the song that came out Friday. We want to hear it. It sounds great. The beat is fire. It's all that, right? But I'm not understanding why in almost all of your rollouts, that has to be the main thing. I don't know if maybe because you're still accepting it. I don't know if you see that now as the new gimmick, right? Because even in some of the tweets, you were like, Well, if I go to jail, who else is going to make these gay jokes? Why are we making fun of it? I'm not sure. I don't get it. It doesn't need for you to sell your music or to sell further tickets, merchandise. Your sneakers sold because of what you represent. You don't have to continue to holler at it, but I can't be mad if it works for you. I'm just... I don't understand why that is part of every single thing. That is just me being a personal type thing because I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. I'm here for it, but I don't get it. Like I, mm. I love how. So I once again, the confidence, the the embracing. You could only respect that. I respect it fully. But now you're starting to make a mockery of it, and I'm like. My guy, what are you're you're gonna lose some of the supporters because you keep bringing it up like it's a whole. Jo- not everybody cares. We're in 2021. Not mm-hmm. everybody cares about it as if we were in 1990s. Not right. everybody cares about it. We got it. We're cool. You, I, I don't care how flamboyant you want to be of it. No one cares as much as you think. I don't. That's just me. Like I said, the people who don't who do care about it, they're gone already. They're not they're not part of it. They're not watching it. They're not letting their kids watch it. And no one cares. We know you're not the old rodeo sane dude. All right, I went on my little rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed to say I needed to say because I just didn't understand that part. I didn't understand why that always has to be the center 
when clearly it could be you're making it more of a gimmick than an acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's when that gets a little bit dangerous. That's when I'm like, you may lose people because you're making yeah. it into a gimmick and a prop than an embracing of who, not we, I'm not going to say we in this one. I am. Hello. I am. <laughs> not going to say we. <laughs> Moose is married to a female, not putting him in this situation. It's me. It's only me. It's, <laughs> it's me. It's me. Yeah. me. You know I, mean? I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to put Moose in a weird situation of responding back to this. So we're going to end you know? this. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm here for support. I'm here for support. We love the moral support. We love the moral support, Moose. Uh, first and foremost. Uh, appreciate everybody who listened all the way to the end. Appreciate everybody who follows us, follows us on all social media platforms. Who's going to go to 120 series uh, in Atlanta, who shares all our stuff, who leaves us a review, who joins our, our lives on YouTube at 8 PM uh, Eastern every single Tuesday. We just appreciate you. Um, but Moose, final words. Yeah, man. Um, I'm I'm gonna go to final words, but if you don't mind, I'm just gonna do some spontaneous real quick. Oh. Uh, uh, someone uh, for for the next person. If you've listened this far, I'm I'm like, yo, we gotta start rewarding people. I'm looking at my my roadcaster. <laughs> I'm like, yo, a buck twenty eight. If you've rocked with us this far, like for real, that's really appreciated. So I'll tell you what, if you. DM us the word still here. First person to DM us the word still here. I'm going to send you a free flight assessment. How about that? Yay. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm I'm to reward you. All right. First, my, I've got two people, two people. All right. You if know, you DM us the two word. Two people. Two people. Let's go. And you your get mom. a car. You and get your a car. Mom. Bring your mom with you. Here. You get a flight assessment and you get a flight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, flightassessment.com, man, if you haven't already taken it for real. If you're not within those first two people, this is something transformational and we joke about it. We talk about it a lot, but it's for a reason, right? I think it's, it's, it's something that can really be a game changer in your life if you allow it and you spend some time with it. So again, if you're rocking with us, just so you know that we appreciate you. If you rock with us this far into the podcast, you listen to us, DM us the word still here. DM us that phrase still here. First two people to DM us that will send you a free flight assessment. But I'm going to go back to, to just what you were saying here for our final words. Number one, know the difference between leaning into who you are and then, like you said, making fun of it because extended mockery or making fun of something too much is actually a form of a defense mechanism. Right. So know the difference between, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to walk into my greatness. I understand I'm different. I'm unique. But when you start to make fun of something too much, that's a form of a defense mechanism. So that's actually a moment for you to be like, hey, I got some work to do. All right. So if you find yourself making fun of something either within or in your external world, because it feels so uncomfortable that your only natural response is to just make fun. That's something for you to work on. 